Welcome to the right film. My name is Sean. My name's Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. <laughs> it sounded like you were about to say Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it. <laughs> oh, okay. That could segue into saying that Steve is not here today. Right. We're uh, down a man once again. But uh, we do have some uh, movies to talk about. Our main review is Sicario, Day of a Soldado. Am I saying that right? Soldado. Is Sicario 2, is that the official title? There's no 2 in it. It just okay. says Day, Day of the, the Soldado. S- yeah. We're also going to be talking about our um, favorite movies of the year so far. Maybe like a top five or something like that. Uh, maybe, five? maybe a top three. Or top something. three? We'll do a top three. I think five is too many. And then we'll, we'll save for the top ten at the end of the year, obviously. Yeah. we still got a lot of good shit coming out. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll talk about some other movies that we'll be watching in a week as well. And uh, how's everybody's week? How was your week, Shomo? <clears throat> My week was good. Um, didn't do too much. Kind of hanging out. Laying low. Laying low. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh, don't really have much to say. I think we were joking around about the last episode. We were saying what you might have said how your week was. Did we do that? No, I listened a little most of the episode last week, and I think you were um, you guys were predicting my my score for Jurassic World. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll briefly mention it when we start talking about movies. But you guys are talking all kinds of shit. He probably, he probably, Steve is like, he probably uh, gave it a two and a half, probably found a lot, you know, good in it. And then Harvey was like, nah, he probably gave that shit a one. Kept going on about mouth breathers and shit. And uh, we'll see who's right, I guess. Okay. I mean, that's not a big difference, but sure. (laughs) Well, two and a half is like, there's some shit there. It's like middle of the road. It's, you know, but one is like horse shit, you know? Yeah, Yeah. All right, Harvey, you got anything? Um, not really. I just, uh, just worked and, um, I think that's about it. Did you, did you really run into Rain Wilson? Or you Rain Wilson? Yeah, were you joking? Oh, no, that was a joke. I, was, oh. I just wanted to make That's a random Wait, that's celebrity. the joke you made? Like that? that was I completely forgot about that until you said that. Yeah, I was just Why? I was like, oh, we're going to have a great story. <laughs> no, I was just fucking around. <laughs> Where would you have, like, even run into him? I don't know. Where do we run into everybody? Just on All the right, street. If you did run into him, right, would you have asked him to do a Dwight impression? No, but I would definitely talk to him. I usually don't bother celebrities because I just feel uncomfortable I doing can't it. Do it. I can't go up to a celebrity. I can't either. Yeah, but Rain Wilson, I mean, Dwight's one of my favorite television characters ever. I would have to say something to him. Yeah, same. Um, I uh, hung out with some family last weekend. I have some more family coming in as well. And, oh, yeah, uh, I'll go with some family too. I hung out with some other people's family. Yeah, it's family season. Me and Harvey hung out with my dad and my uncle. Who did you hang out with? Your mom or something? Harvey? I was talking, I was talking about your, I was talking oh. about your family. Oh, okay. Cool. We went to Queens. It was kind of weird. We were hanging out in a hotel. Did you miss it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I, I was in Queens with Steve, actually, a couple of oh, days yeah? ago. We went to New Park and drove up and down Oh, that's Cross where Bay. you guys were? Yeah, New we Park? To, yeah, we were on oh. our way to uh, Fort Tilden. But we... uh. We were taking in the sights on Cross Bay Boulevard, you know. And you had to stop in, huh? Dude, got Was to. it good? Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. And also, we got we lucked out. This lady was like, my kids aren't going to finish the last two slices. Do you guys want these two slices? And we got happens. extra slices. <laughs> Some fucking fiends. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had like four and a half slices each. Mm-hmm. Steve, did you guys go swimming? Uh, we, we dipped our toes in the water. It was very nice. I, I like it over there. Yeah, I think the water's not. Is amazing, that the one where it has like all the um the bunkers and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. went there. That one's cool. 
Yeah, it's a very photogenic place. Do you know there's a there's a new ferry um, in Lower East Side that you can take the whole way until the Rockaway Beach now? I know. That's kind of cool. cool. I want to do that. I heard it's an epic trip. It's like 40 minutes, yeah, but it ta- costs 20 Tappy bucks did, or something. Tappy did it. Yeah. Oh, she did? Yeah. Woohoo. Doing this on air? What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> With name dropping people. Oh, who, I thought you were like her mom saying, or something. People who listen don't know. Like, oh. With a friend. I don't know. I was generally curious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to do it one day too, so. I like boat rides, and that sounds like a long, nice one. Yeah, the ferries are nice, man. Like, on a nice, like, spring day, you can hop on the ferry from Williamsburg and go to yeah. Wall Street. What are yeah. we doing? We're talking about New York. Yeah, I guess Do the Right Film. Yeah. You know, we have uh, skyscrapers in our logo. Right. I think it's only only necessary. And Steve, is uh, he's doing a work project right now, right? Yeah, he's working. I was uh, due to work with him tonight, but I didn't. Unfortunately. I mean, huh? it's pretty hot. So no, he's I'm probably not, not loving it right now. I'm I'm down to be here instead. Cool, Harvey, you got that review for me. Whoa, you got that review for me? What are you talking about? We all overviews. Oh, you overview too? Yeah. All right, you go first. Are we doing movies now? Yeah, let's do all it. Right, anybody else have anything to mention? Um, no. All right. Anything happened to me? No. <clears throat> okay, great. Well, wasn't ready to go into it so quickly, but uh, I did watch a movie I, I lost two weeks ago. I actually didn't make it to the end of the episode, so I don't know who lost last week and who was assigned what. If you had to guess, who well, you lost? Just, you just said Harvey. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I don't I have no idea what you gave him. Um, so, I was assigned a movie by Steve. It's called Sunshine. This is a Danny Boyle movie written by Alex Garland, which I never actually realized he was the one behind a lot of uh, yeah good movies. Danny Boyle's movie. In the... 2000s and and uh and here he is making his own you know pictures they gave him a shot yeah sometimes it'd be like that so sunshine like i said uh written by alex garland directed by danny boyle starring killian murphy is it killian or cillian i think it's killian it's killian right yeah why the fuck would they use a c there uh we got rose Byrne. we have chris evans very young looking chris evans uh, Cliff Curtis and uh, some other people, some Asian people. Uh, let's let's name them okay. so we're, we're being inclusive. We got Chipo Chung, <laughs> Michelle <laughs> Michelle Yeoh, and uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. Oh, that's Japanese. And, oh, and Benedict Wong, which is actually the uh, the Asian guy who ran away in Infinity War. Um, okay, so the synopsis of this movie. He was in the uh, IT crowd as well. Yeah, he was. Uh, so. The synopsis for this is a team of international astronauts are sent on a dangerous mission to reignite the dying sun with a nuclear fission bomb in 2057. Uh, so, just like the synopsis says, you, you kind of start off uh, in space. It's it's not a... I will say this. I like how they, they did this. They start you off in the mission and then cleverly, you know give you exposition on, on what led to that. They don't do like half the, or the whole first act on earth, them like, you know, preparing and finding out that the sun is dying and then, and then having to go up there and, and waste all that time. So they're able to fit a ton of movie into, uh, the three acts of just them in space and a lot of thrills and stuff without having to do all that first act exposition. And uh, it works really well. Uh, this movie um, basically has like a team of astronauts. We've seen it before. Like it's very similar to like the setup on Life, you know, when you 
when we watch the life or whatever, or maybe just the alien, you know. But this movie does some interesting things. It, it blends some genres together, and uh, I think I really liked it. It was frightening, like <laughs> thrilling for most of the first two acts, and then the last act was like horror, you know? I don't know if that's a spoiler, but I, I think uh, I think it's okay to say. But I think it's in the trailer, the original trailer. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer. Um, but it definitely takes some, some tonal shifts there. And uh, yeah, so the the acting's really good. I think I like all the performances and everybody on the on the ship is uh you know doing their part. It's not corny at all. And uh, <clears throat> you get some some issues where they uh I, I should have watched the trailer because now I don't know what's spoilers. Hey, it's been like over a decade. Yeah, fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's literally a, a, a eleven year old movie. Mm-hmm. So basically, there is a. Uh, a mission before them. They're on the Icarus 2. That's the name of the, the spaceship. Uh, there's an Icarus 1 that failed. And, you know, as crazy as all these people are, they uh, they go on a second mission, even though it's very clear that the first one didn't work out. Uh, they find a distress signal in the waves. like an, Not like one with, like, a spoken word, but, like, the ship will send out its own distress signal when it, you know, is in trouble. Uh, and they kind of uh, collect that through accident, and then uh, the the rest of the movie they they kind of take this this moral uh, fork in the road where they have to figure out to just ignore it, carry on with their mission, or find out what the hell's going on with that first one because you know curiosity gets the best of you, and you uh, you have a distress signal, and they're very very close to it, so they wanna they wanna check it out. They also double their payload if they pick it up. <clears throat> Right. Because there's also a bomb on the first one. Right. True. But I wasn't... Was it clear? Like, if, if, is the payload, like, measured? Like, is there a, a number of payload that's too much? That's what I, I thought about that. Like, like, what if you just blow up the sun? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of kind of like in the synopsis said, I should uh, say, the I didn't clarify. They're basically injecting a a nuclear bomb into the sun or something, right? Yeah, some sort of electrothermal bomb that will uh, spark it. Yeah, that will make the sun become, uh, you know, no longer a dying star. And uh, there's really good character dynamics here. And I think what I liked about the movie the most is I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time, and uh, I really, really, really like this movie. Um, what do I have to say here? The characters are pretty typical, but really good. Like, uh, Killian Murphy's like the, the frail, nerdy, genius physics guy. Chris Evans, like the alpha male, kind of. He's, uh, he's on the ship, kind of, uh, keeping everyone intact. And, you know, there's some male, uh, fragile male egos there, and they're, they're having fights on the ship and everything. But everything works out pretty well. Um, until until like the third act then things start to get crazy and uh yeah i think this is just a well-made sci-fi space thriller like i think you can't go wrong with this one it's so well made like were they were they able to just do it all in like less than two hours without doing what i said earlier just fucking wasting half the uh the time explaining what what's going on you get to figure it out as you go and i think that's that's pretty smart and uh 
the colors. Yeah, I should mention the the colors in this. Like the, the colors, the, whole, <laughs> the cinematography and like the way that they use colors in this is really really good. And the, the CGI is actually quite good for 2007. I don't know. I think it holds up. Like there's big shots of the the spaceship floating in front of the sun that look really really good. And uh, basically the <laughs> they're really close to the sun. Like unfathomably close to the sun. And uh, they have this massive shield. Like it's so smart and well done. They have this like heat shield that literally is a hundred times bigger than the ship and it kind of just covers the ship and everything and there's some thrilling stuff where the shield gets damaged and they have to fix it and uh yeah some real real thrills and then some some really creepy shit goes down in the last act and i I think it's it threw me for a loop and i was just like scared shitless it was two in the morning in my office it was kind of warm in there because i shut the door and there's no air conditioning going in and I kept seeing like police lights flash through the little window. I kept just getting startled at every little thing because it scared me. How um, awesome is that ending, though? Little bitch. It's amazing. Yeah, it's epic. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk about it, but how diverse is Danny Boyle? Like this guy went from making like a post-apocalyptic film to like a sci-fi story yeah, he's very to like diverse, a biopic. Man. Yeah, and they're, they're really, all well made. They're really diverse, but you can definitely you see like how they're connected. They're connected in his like his ability to uh I don't know, man. This movie kind of feels Nolan esque. Really? Yeah. This movie feels like a Nolan movie. Because of how grand the the set pieces are and like I don't know. It's a it's it's a really smart movie. I mean it's probably all bullshit scientifically, but Yeah. I like to believe while I'm watching it that it that it all makes sense that hey, you could just get science fiction, fuck it. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's twenty fifty seven, you know, who knows? Um. Yeah, there's some some good shit here. I really really enjoyed this. Good. I like how like seamlessly it blends those genres too. Yeah, it, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah, it it doesn't have any harsh like crazy harsh uh, shifts. You know. Yeah, it starts off like sci-fi, and then it goes like th- kind of thriller esque, and then it gets kind of like psycho thriller. Yeah, and then horror. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's very smart. I didn't actually think Danny Boyle could make a movie like that. When I think of his movies, I don't necessarily think of a thrill. You know? Yeah, I mean, he did a trance. I never watched trance. I watched you watch it on a plane (laughs) to Japan. Oh yeah. I didn't watch it though. Mm -hmm. Um, I just well, when I think of like Slim Dog Millionaire, that's just like. That's like a really adventurous movie. Right. I would say I was like... I don't even think about Slumdog Millionaire when I think about Danny Boyle for some reason. I kind of do. I I enjoy that movie. I I don't know what Danny Boyle's obsession with shit is, but... I don't know. This is the toilet scene and train spotting. Uh And yeah, I forgot about train spotting too. I I love that. And I laughed a lot in that. Like, he does have some range. I get what you're saying. He's got some chops on him. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I like it. Four and a half. Nice. Uh, also, I'll reveal my big score for a Jurassic World, and uh, I'm going one and a half. That movie is a half? piece of shit, kind of. Do you want to talk about it? Like, not really. I mean, I listen to your guys' review. I'm pretty much on board with you, um, except for I might hate it more. I, it's just, it's so brain dead. 
Like something about it feels off, you know. Like it, it's crushing the box office. Yeah, it's it's doing really yeah, well. I'm sure it is. It, that means it's good, right? Mouth breathers, you, you guys predicted I would I would bring that up, but dude, people clapped at the end of mine. I mean, like, people clapped at the Jesus end of mine too. fucking dude, Christ. People clapped at the end of um, Ocean's Eight in my show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gotta do better. We gotta do like better. Like these people succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. <laughs> like they were a chair. Like what's gonna happen? All they do is steal a fucking necklace. Hey, you're giving shit away. What the fuck? That's in the, I mean, they, the You know they're stealing that, and you know they're going to get it. And there's no antagonist. That movie's right. also. Anyways, yeah, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. It's just, there is some cringe there. And particularly regarding a little girl. Don't you feel like <clears throat> all of Chris Pratt's lines were written, uh, was written to just be trailer lines? <laughs> like yeah. made for like just to put in a trailer yeah, yeah no yeah. context to anything that's going on around him his character is a, fucking, a bunch of one-liners and yeah shit. his character is a goof i'm not on board with this shit yeah. uh, uh, they the fucking did you say it on the podcast he has like no flaws like, at all either that bothers me so yeah, much yeah i know he's just like a like a wholesome i like to think he's an alcoholic <laughs> hey, but but he, he it's not apparent in the movie yeah. he's like he, a perfect uh, white dude that saves the day every time. And, and he's building a fucking house on a lake. How the fuck does he know? In, in between two mountains. Like, did he buy this land? You, Is he that, just building That land has to be at least a million dollars. It makes no sense. But that's uh, my dream house. I'm not I'm not a fan. Cool. I was just, the characters, like, especially the, the old, you know, jowly, grumbly looking old man who was auctioning the dinosaurs. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, there's just... This is a bad movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Could go down top five worst of the year for me. And that the ending? Oh, my God. What happened? I don't remember. I think oh, you yeah, equated yeah, yeah. it to being like a, a Planet <laughs> of the Apes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Which, I don't know. I think they're going to take over. <sighs> People are going to merge with dinosaurs. Spears and shit. Yeah. Dinosaurs hold spears. <laughs> Quit, quit riding that ending was that ending was fucking like ripped off from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, just total like it almost looked like they used those camera shots and then took out the CGI monkeys and put in uh, dinosaurs. It's not good at all. I, I feel like when they were writing it or just conceiving the whole concept of the movie, they're like, "Where is this movie going to go? Like, what's going to happen yeah, to how the many, dinosaurs? Yeah. We have to put them somewhere." Yeah, how many fucking parks can we have? You know? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess the only place they could go is throw them a... Well, that's a spoiler, but... Uh, fuck it. Fuck that movie. You you gotta do better. In fact, we should just spoil it now, because so it doesn't deserve don't our... don't care res- to go see it? It just doesn't deserve our respect, right? We gotta, we gotta do money. better. Yeah. Oh my god, I just dropped my microphone. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no, that's all I watched in two weeks. Alright, Harvey, you <laughs> got anything? Two. Do you got anything? You lost the game. You go. You lost the game. Too. You didn't watch wait, the movie. Wait, did you? I watched the movie. Oh. Did you watch the movie? Yeah, I watched the but movie. How many games did you guys lose? When, when was yours due? Well, like I lost three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I, did, uh, I was supposed to watch Endless Poetry. Oh fuck that one. Yeah. All right, I'll talk about a movie. Um, I lost last week, and Sean gave me The Survivalist. It was released in 2015. Um, directed by Stephen Fingleton. This is something I was looking forward to uh, seeing, actually. But um, just never got around to it. Uh, here's the synopsis. 
In a time of starvation, a survivalist lives off a small plot of land hidden in, deep in the forest. When two women seeking food and shelter discover the farm, he finds his existence threatened. Um, it stars Mia Goth, who I believe is a... Uh, I believe she's married to our boy. Who? All right. Somebody we know? Uh, well, no. <laughs> I wish. Um, and uh, Martin McCann. And uh, I, I've never seen this lady before. Al, Alwyn... Uh, Ferrer, I believe that's right. Um, yeah, it's a pretty straightforward, like post-apocalyptic movie, um, except less, much less, um, I don't know, kind of grand and uh, like world-ending that we're, that we're used to. I guess in this situation, uh, the world just became way too populated. Damn, and, she she married Shia. Yeah, Shia. Um, yeah, in this situation, the world just became way too populated and. Uh, I guess people began starving because our resources couldn't keep up with the population. This guy. Uh, Let me ask you something. What's up? If this, uh, if this was a reality, could you see yourself living like this in the woods? I mean, no. You don't think you could sustain yourself? No, I don't have the skills. Definitely not. Yeah, me either. Uh, definitely. <laughs> I'm probably don't be so my hard house. on yourself. I'll stay in my house right now. You'd be like Michael Scott. This, in that the, the things that this guy like knows how to do is not typical shit. Like you have to. But he lo- he. But he seems like he grew up in that environment, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he lives on a small plot of land, and um, he has a garden. Basically, it's it's hard to call, call it a farm exactly. It's it's a very small garden, and he grows like beans and stuff. And he he's uh incredibly cautious. He has like traps set up all around his uh, cabin. Yeah. catch intruders the actual the first scene is actually him dragging a body away um people stumble onto his property and um i guess it's obviously safer to just kill them instead of having them keep the knowledge that you live in this place i like his hair yeah i mean <laughs> he has a very weird haircut yeah, but um viking-esque yeah it's it's very viking-esque but it's got like uh i don't know it's it's weird. And, um, yeah, so he's surviving, and then uh, two women stumble along. It's a woman and, uh, like, an older woman and her daughter. And, um, obviously, he's very cautious, so he has his, his shotgun trained on them the entire time. And uh, they ask him if he can spare some food. And he's very hesitant. However, they come to an agreement that he gets a night with her daughter if they can... Uh, if they can have some food. Um, obviously, he's very lonely. He's been in his cabin for, I believe he said, like seven years by himself. And so... I like how easily he cracks. <laughs> yeah, he, he cracks very, very quickly. They offer him like everything else. They offer him food and beans and stuff in exchange. And he's like, nah. But as soon as she offers a, the daughter, he's like, okay. Um, what, for, but it, for sex? Yeah. All right. But I mean, yeah, it's totally understandable. He's been alone for fucking years. How old is the daughter? She's like a teenager. She looks pretty young. Um, Word. She looks pretty young. I've been recommending this movie. <laughs> yeah. So um, this situation just slowly progresses, and um, we get this weird dynamic between the the three survivors. Um, obviously, this isn't an, an ideal situation for them. They would rather kill him, obviously, and just have the farm to themselves. However, a bond starts this sort of form between the survivalist and uh, the daughter. And um, 
we could see that di- dynamic play out and how it goes against everything that she's been taught and um, everything she's been taught by her mom. They are trying to survive at any cost and to complicate that with feelings for this survivalist, it's it's silly to her. and She doesn't really understand it. And um, I think it makes for an interesting dynamic and it brings some tension bet- between that group. Um, and they're locked away with each other in this tight- inside this really tiny cabin. And um, it's a really scary situation when you think about it. And there's a lot of tension that builds up naturally through that. I really like that aspect of the movie. Um, what else can I talk about? I like that there's a lot of symbolism in this movie too, I think. Or maybe I'm just grasping at shit. But I think there's a lot to be said about uh, I don't know how a, a person living alone in the woods, surviving, only thinking about themselves, change over time. Um, and they begin to sort of lose like their humanity in a sense of what makes them like a civilized person, like didn't dealing with others and caring for others. Um, and I think it definitely depicts that on the part of survivalist, but he, he, he does have this connection with the daughter that, that sort of brings back a piece of his humanity for so long. He was so invested in surviving at any cost and um, only worrying about himself, and and I think that the arrival of these two women definitely complicate that situation, and it um, it makes for a pretty interesting story. Um, I, I think that's probably all I can talk about without spoiling anything. I think uh, I think Shoma, you should definitely see this. I think you would love it. Um, I can't say it's for everybody for sure. Um, I don't think mouth breathers would uh, really appreciate this movie. <laughs> um, Leave them alone. <laughs> I think. Uh, all right, I'm gonna say some shit. See if you can. Don't dis- don't dismiss it up front. But I think it's also like an allegory for. Uh, don't trust women. <laughs> don't trust women. Yeah, there's definitely there's some there's a part of that in there too. Whoa, whoa, well, whoa! No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, I think this is. Uh, I think it. I think it's a. I think it also says you can't really trust anyone in a sense, um, especially after all like the conveniences and the infrastructure is taken away. You are left with a bunch of people that will do anything to survive. Um, yeah, that's not what I want to talk about, though. But I think that movie, I think it definitely presents that question. Um, but it also sort of uh, it's sort of an allegory for um, like what we'll do like an allegory for life and how we survive and how we build up these uh, routines and these um, methods to survive in life. But it can be broken down very easily just by the arrival of a person in your life or a situation. It can all be stripped away in all that preparation and all those years. Like a pet. Like a pet or like love. Any Yeah, anything like that. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend this movie to... Uh, it's people that are particularly in like post-apocalyptic films and um, sort of uh, deep, thrilling, uh, thrilling movies. It's um, it, it provides some like interesting drama too. I would give it a four out of five. Damn, I highly cool. recommend it. Cool. Does it have any similarities with the the fuck the, the fuck? I can't even say it. Beguiled. Nah, no, no, not really. It's different. Well, I mean, I was just saying like the 
the male female dynamic. No, it's a little bit different than that. Yeah, I definitely want to see this. A uh, friend of mine recommended it to me probably a year ago. So that goes to show how good I am at following up on that. Yeah, I'll check that out. Rolls yeah. eyes, walk away. Take <laughs> no, I, I looked at it. It looked interesting. Yeah, there's um one thing I did mention. I like how uh I like how it doesn't shy away from showing like the grittier parts of survival. There's a lot of violent scenes, but there's also a lot of um like his day to day life and there's some pretty weird shit that you see too and I I like that it didn't uh shy away from including that. Yeah. Or some masturbation that happens. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Oh, I'm on board then mm-hmm. for sure. It's pretty aggressive I love too. A good, I love a good yeah. masturbation scene. Yeah. yeah, you don't see a lot of it from men too, which is weird. Yeah, it's always like women. Yeah, it sucks. Except in uh, my one of my favorites is uh, the squid in the whale, where the kid wipes his jizz on the books at the library. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Anyways, oh, uh, it's good stuff. Who thinks of that? Probably because it really happened. I think that's what it was. It happened. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Cool. What about you, Sean? What did you see? Oh, did you watch your uh, endless poetry? Whatever. Well, Harvey, you don't have anything else. Poetic justice. Um, Let's just wrap up with the last movies, I guess. I rewatched Sicario just so I can uh, Fuck, have I it. I meant f- to do that. I didn't do oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, I made sure that I, I did it. Um, I just wanted to freshen my mind for for Sadato. Doesn't this look... I'm sorry. This is totally unrelated. But doesn't this look like the cover of yeah. Sicario 2? <laughs> or, or something from Coco. Yeah, there's like a little skull here with like traditional tattoo art looking stuff on it. Anyways. Yeah, I got that from, I took that from work for some reason. We have like a bunch of coasters. So you you rewatch Sicario, does it hold up? Yeah, it holds up. Um, Some of the best tension I've seen in my life. Yeah, the tunnel. I'm actually uh, interested to see how you uh, compare it being so fresh, you know, to the new one. I unfortunately didn't get a chance. I meant to though. Fuck, I'm a failure. Yeah, it, it 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 definitely holds up for sure. Um, probably better, if anything. It's, mm. a, it's a great movie. Amazing action. Amazing. Amazing tension. The border scene is amazing. Yeah, the border too. scene is amazing. The way it paces itself, it's so perfect. It's it's pretty much flawless, if I'm honest. It is. I gave it a perfect score. Yeah, I, I gave it a six out of five. <laughs> wow. I can't think of anything wrong with that movie. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so I did indeed watch Alejandro Jodorowsky's uh, last last year came out, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I think it came out last year. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. two thousand seventeen, endless poetry. Um, it was assigned to me by Harvey, which was reviewed by him on episode forty something. I remember I was trying to listen to your review of it. We had a lengthy review of it. Um, yeah. so yeah, I did. I bought it on Amazon for four dollars. And it took me two sittings to watch this movie. It's a very long movie. It's two hours and eight minutes. Um, okay, so basically, you actually described it in detail, so I won't say too much about it. But it it's, I would say it's more or less a fantasized version of Jodowski's, uh life and his upbringing and how hard his parents were on him to be a doctor and how hard they tried to stray him from being a poet and how that affected him throughout most of his life and the relationship that he's had with other people and his family up until the point of where we see him ending in this movie. And there are moments that he took from his life. Uh, Apparently, this is based on a a series of memoirs that uh, he's trying to make into other films. He's going to do two more um, on 
like those on those memoirs. And this one focuses on his uh, upbringing, the point of his life where he's trying to be a poet, and just him dealing with all of that. And I think the movie ends when he's around like 25, early 20s or so. It doesn't really go any further than that. Um, he gr- uh, he grows up as a Jewish uh, uh, in a Jewish uh, Chilean and very religious. His father owns a store. His, fa- his father wants him to follow in the footsteps and also go to medical school. But he has uh, aspirations to be a poet. And we see him... The movie is very stylized, and I do like the production of the movie. It kind of reminds me of like the production of like a musical, the way the sets are lit, the cinematography. There's random bursts of like singing and dancing, which is kind of cool. And it's interesting because uh, the older Alejandro is actually played by his son, which I didn't know till after like the credits rolled. And they kind of look alike. And Alejandro is actually 90 years old in real life, and he actually he does a cameo in this movie for narration. Um, I will say that I, for the most part, I didn't. I did enjoy the movie. I do like the style. I do like the story, and I do like the, the heightened, reality that he sets for his real life. It kind of reminds me of a bit of Big Fish. Um, but I will say though, this movie could be jarring for anyone who's really not a Alejandro Jarocci fan, in general. It is a long movie. It doesn't. It, it's. I would say it's sort of plotless. It doesn't really have any structural arc or anything like that but it does have some really good scenes and it does have some sentimental moments that uh he took from his life if you're into that it's kind of like a biopic in a way and overall i did enjoy it um what else is there to say you said a lot of you had like a 15 minute review of this movie in, in the episode i was listening yeah, to um style is really good i i i do like the fact that like he touches on these like linear moments of his life of him being a clown or sorry not a clown a mime in clown school and him you know all these uh various poets in his life and the interaction he's had with that with love and i do like the scene towards the end of him having sex with one of his uh best friend's girl and yeah, what happens after the that short, the short verse yeah that was cool <laughs> um yeah i love the way it's shot um what else is there to say? I think that's pretty much it. Overall, I enjoyed it. I would give it a 3 out of 5, though. Like I said, I think if you're not really a hardcore Jorodowski fan, it could be charring for you, especially with the runtime. Long the tooth there. Yeah. Uh, and it, like I said, it did take me two sittings to finish it. The first time I watched Oof. it, it was like I watched a hot, an hour and 30 minutes of it. I was like, that's a full movie right there. I'll come back to it tomorrow. And I went to sleep and started it again. Uh yeah, so what's the run time on this? Two hours and eight minutes. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's long? I mean the way the story is told <laughs> you said long, I guess if it's paced long. Yeah. Uh three. Yeah, it's it's paced in a in a definitely in a strange way. Mm-hmm. Um and there's no like uh there's no plot or 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 anything like that. Um so the arc is and it, it doesn't really flow seamlessly. Like it doesn't line up. Like a lot of these scenes could just be put in random manners, and it would still be a movie in itself. The way he structures it. I, I get what you're saying though, because when I watched uh, "Song to Song," that's like a two-hour. Yeah, movie. it's like that in that a way. That shit felt like five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, actually. That's a good point. That if you're not a um, Terrence Terrence Malick. Malick fan, then I could understand why you would. I think love Terrence the Malick movie. is like. I think even if you're not a fan, you should be open to the style of art. Right. Well, Give it a go. in this movie, it's it's very surreal, and there's a lot of heightened reality things that are going on. So it's not a very straightforward 
grounded story. So, yeah. I also watched uh, Flower, which was released last year in 2017. I thought that was like this year. Um, I'm, I see 2017 here. Well, I thought it like premiered at like Sundance or That's something. That's probably what I it is. I thought it came out like... But yeah, you're right. right. I did see trailers earlier this year for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's with the Haley Joe, whatever her name is. Is it? Is that the girl? Or the girl in Columbus? Uh, Zoe Dooch. Okay, never mind. Different girl. <laughs> <laughs> All these uh, white girls look the same these yeah. days. Just kidding. It's uh, it's done by uh, Max Winkler, who's actually pretty well known for doing um, Clark and Michael. You remember that, Harvey? Yeah, I do remember the that. online series with um, Michael Sarah and Michael's, Clark Duke. Yeah, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's one of the funniest uh, web a, series I've ever seen. Yeah, he's also the son of Henry Winkler. <laughs> I just found that out as I'm looking it up right now, which is pretty funny. Um. Who's also in um, Arrested Development, so you see the connections there. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I would say, okay, I'll just say this really quick. Uh, Flower is the definition of middle of the road. Like, if there is just, like, dead set right in the middle of the road, that this is where this movie lies. The, it's balancing between the lines of dark comedy and it stars Adam Scott. And Zoe Dutch's character is a 17-year-old girl who basically is living with a single mother who's dating this new guy who she's not a, a fan of. And her father's in jail for we don't really know what, but Zoe Duchit's character is trying to bail him out. And she's raising the money by going around giving older men fellatio and blackmailing them, like police officers, um, some other teachers nice. and things like that. And she just generally likes fellatio from what she explains in the movie. Oh. Call it Felicio. <laughs> <laughs> BJ, all right? She likes giving BJs. <laughs> Try to so scientific. I like it. I think I think it's tacky to say BJ. Yeah. Um yeah. so she uh she finally gets introduced to her mother's uh boyfriend's son, who play who's this overweight uh eighteen year old gentleman who has depression, he gets and he's and he has like pills addiction. So he has his own issues going on, and Zoji's character tries to bond with him, and he explains to him, explains to her the way he is this way, or the the reason why he is this way is because he was molested as a child, and when they're when they're in a bowling alley, he freaks out, and Adam Scott's character walks by, and he explains that that was the person who molested him in school. So Zoe's character and her friends tries to blackmail him, extor um and um extort him for money, and basically frame him for something and uh, uh, over time she hangs out with him she kind of falls to him slightly but they still uh keep the plot going tries they try to basically fuck him over something goes pretty really really wrong and the the scene is pretty switched now and it goes in the direction of um i don't know if you guys have seen end of the fucking world have you guys seen that yet yeah so it's sim- the third act is kind of similar to that in a way where they run away together and they're trying to go to mexico and over time her and this uh overweight guy kind of fall in love um there's oh, a the pl- over i thought you, I no thought not, you said, not adam scott i thought she ran away with the the molester no 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 um i should have said that there is a plot twist in there so i'm not gonna that's why i jumped over it oh fuck yeah so they run away together and they fall in love things happen there's some moral um, moral things going on towards the end. Um, that's all I'll say. 
But uh, overall, I didn't really enjoy the movie. It was, the script was just all over the place. I feel like this movie just had a huge identity crisis. Uh, it is described as a dark comedy, but there's really no comedy in the movie. The only character I really liked was Zoe's character. I think she was she did she did the role really well. Her acting was pretty good. Um, the mother was good too. I can't remember her mother's name, but uh, she's she's done a lot of comedies. Let's see, what's the mother's name? Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine Hahn is Anchorman, pretty funny. Mm-hmm, Step Brothers. So yeah, I like her character as well. But yeah, the story's not really well written. I think the direction's kind of all over the place as well. And I generally wouldn't recommend this even to the crowd of people who who are really into like dark indie dramas or anything like that. I would give it a two out of five. Imagine being molested by Adam Scott. That's like the goofiest dude you could be molested by. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and there's an explanation by him in the movie that's pretty uh, strange. And then there's also a plot twist based on that explanation as well. Um, and it's a very odd story. I don't see why this movie was actually made, to be honest. It doesn't have any relation to anything. It sounds like a weird story. It is a weird story. I thought I thought it's kind of more or less like a character study about this girl and like her own demons, but it really isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of upset because the trailer looked good. It probably intended to be, but then they probably lost sight of it with the whole um, molestation yeah. uh, subplot. It gets weirdly dark and then weirdly comedic but not really funny so yeah that's it for me i don't think i have anything else to talk about um i don't either show right. you got anything no that was all i watched jurassic fuck and uh yeah wow sunshine all right then let's move along let's uh talk about sicario day of the soldado Ensalada. <laughs> you guys are you guys are making me laugh a little bit all right let's take a listen to a clip there's proof the cartel helped the terrorists get to the border. The president's adding drug cartels to the list of terrorist organizations. You can understand how that will expand our ability to combat them. You want to see this thing through? I'm going to have to get dirty. Dirty is exactly why you're here. You're going to help us start a war. With who? Everyone. No rules this time. All right. Good clip, right? Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. All right. So, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. If I, how do you say that in Spanish? Like, how does it roll off your tongue? Soldado. Soldado. You're just doing that. You're, <laughs> you're like mimicking a Soldado. Soldado. Oh, my Soldado. God. This All is right. fucking Here we terribly go. racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, FBI agent Matt Graver teams up with Operative Alejandro Gallic to prevent Mexican drug cartels from smuggling terrorists across the U.S. border. Directed by Stefano Salima. Stars Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin, Isabella Moner, and Captain Keener. Who else we got here? Jeff- Jeffrey Donovan. And that's pretty much anyone that we care about. Damn. All right. These people are trying to make it. And you just Show them you go it. first this time. All right, let's do it. Uh, so Sicario 2, or you know, Sicario Day of the Soldado. When I first saw the trailer for this, it really took me by surprise. Because, I don't know, I don't keep up to date on like pre-production of stuff too much. I should, because I do a movie podcast. But, you know, I like to be surprised just like the the average moviegoer, you know? The average so, mouth breather. Yeah, the average mouth breather. I got a little mouth breather in me. Um, 
So you're half Philistine, half I see. Yeah, you got you got to find a balance, yin yang effect. So I saw the trailer and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? Why or who asked for a sequel to this? I just you know assumed it was a standalone thriller from a really good director. I, I read a, <laughs> an interview with the director and he said he basically said the that exact thing when they gave him the script. Really? You're He's like, like, why does this need a sequel? Wow. Um, well, I'll do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> cha-ching. I don't know if this is a cha-ching movie, but... Um, so, I, I was very confused, right? And, you know, I soon discovered that Dennis Villeneuve is not going to be uh, directing this. So, that obviously kind of lowers your expectations a little but, bit. But, Taylor Sheridan... He still wrote it, right. So that, yeah, I was going to mention that. That brings your expectations back up a little bit because the man writes a hell of a script. You know, you give him a a typewriter. Right, he's a very compelling writer. A a glass of whiskey. (laughs) We don't know if he drinks. He writes on a typewriter, too. (laughs) So, um, I got to be honest with you, I... I was kind of like wanting to see it because I enjoyed the first one so much. And as soon as the trailer started playing that, I was like really ex- excited because I love a good thriller about, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by the, the Mexican border. It intrigues me. I like, imagine you, the you shit there, right? that's gone down there. Yeah, well, like just the whole dynamic. That, that country is right fucking there. And like, that's crazy to me. I don't know, I'm used to being bordered by Canada. And then you forget that. You know, there's nothing exciting that comes from being a border with Canada, uh, but the other side, however, lots of shit happening. It's it's crazy. It's like it's almost like ISIS, you know, the cartel. And um, some would say worse. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, I guess when the, mur- you, the murder rate is worse. The murder rate, but also like the the damage it does when you factor in all the drugs being <laughs> brought into this country. Um, so this movie focuses more on a. Uh, they they focus less on the the war on drugs and then they start tackling the human trafficking aspect of it and they do have a lot of layers to this movie there's a lot of layers in how they tie in i don't know how much of this is like rooted in like what's actually going on but like uh like middle eastern terrorists it's all true yeah i believe it's all true right yeah like that's crazy that two evils can team up like that um so they they tackle the the they're trying to prevent stuff like that these people getting smuggled into the U.S. via Mexican border um, from the Middle East you know and ISIS and performing like suicide bombs and and stuff and there's like a suicide bomb in a department store that goes down which I don't think any of this is really in the trailer no no yeah, they really don't they don't they don't sell it um, on the terrorist aspect they at don't, all they don't yeah. it could be a spoiler but it's not I don't think. So, um, the movie, all right, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm on board. I enjoyed this movie. I don't, I don't feel like dancing around it anymore, but I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think the thrills were all there from the first one. And, um, I think, uh, I enjoyed all the, the acting and like just the way that the, uh, the plot unfolded and like the, uh, you know the how the plot re- relates to the tension being built. Like the stakes felt really good, and I love the that they didn't make it a, a more innocent version of Sicario. They they still 
kept the corruptness of the U.S. government, stuff like that. Um, I like the coming of realization between characters like uh, uh, Del Toro's character and also Josh Brolin. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, overall, I think th- this movie just kind of had me on the edge of my seat in the theater. And I, I think I really, really like the shootout scenes. They're comparable, maybe not better, but comparable to the original Sicario scenes, like especially the tunnel scene and the, uh, what, what's it called? The the border scene where they're, they're waiting in traffic at the border in the first one. And then just that shit with those guys are sitting in the car, like motionless, ready to strike. Um, th- this movie has some, uh, like great scenes of them on like dirt roads in the desert, having shootouts and stuff. And there's also some tension with, uh, they perform these acts. Is this in the trailer where they, I don't remember where they, uh, do they reveal their, their plan in the trailer at all? No. Like how they plan on? No. Okay, not so that should... No. Okay. Well, they say they're, they're going to start a war between the cartels. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. Not well, so the the way that they start a war is like fun to watch for me. I don't know how realistic it, it would be, but it, it works on screen for me. Mm-hmm. Their their attempt at starting a war, um, very corrupt. <laughs> and uh, Josh Brolin's character from the first one has shown his like inability to feel compassion for for the stuff involved with his work. He. He's kind of just, you know, get the job done, no matter how many bodies are, are lying in the wake. No matter, how, no matter how much lies and corruption you're going to spread, you got to get the job done. And that carries over here, and there's a scene where he threatens to kill a man's family right in front of him. And, yeah, I think this, uh, it plays into some things that happen towards the end with Josh Brolin's character, and he has to uh, question his, his brute, you know, mentality where he... He doesn't as as well as uh del toro's character he uh he's kind of the, like the wild card from the first one and he also has to uh face his his outcome where he has made all these decisions and decided to be a part of all these operations mm-hmm. i don't know i really enjoyed this movie okay. I, I like really enjoyed it <laughs> cool uh if you don't mind harvey i'd like to go next you asking me permission? <laughs> because I always go last, so. Oh, I should should mention, just before anybody says anything bad about it, and I'm covering my ground here, absolutely hated the last five minutes. Okay. But I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to cut it off and just say that the rest of the movie was a ton of fun. All right. So, okay, I will start off by saying that I'm kind of split by this movie. Whereas the first one, for me, what makes it very compelling and suspenseful is that we follow this character uh, played by Emmy Blunt. Her, uh, I think her name was Kate or Jane or something like that. Kate. 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 Um, so we're following her throughout this movie, and we're kind of in her shoes for the most part. We we get introduced to these characters, um, Brolin and Del Toro, and they're kind of mysterious, and they kind of leave her... Um, in the dark almost. She doesn't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know where they're trying to, or what they're trying to, their overall mission is. And that's what's sus- suspenseful and thrilling about the first one. And the first one, obviously it's shot by the master, Roger Deakins and, and right. amazing cinematography. Like I would say that's probably half the reason why that movie is so effective and so good. And that tunnel scene was probably one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a thriller in my entire life. Yeah. And this movie 
we sh- we get stripped away of those those two main comp- components. We don't have this uh, character that we're following. We don't have Roger Deakins cinematography. Whereas Deakins in the first movie, he's using actual helicopters to do overshot scenes and these wide sweeping um, super scenes. And in this movie, uh, the second one, they're using drones and they're using all these high. They shot the the first one with digital cameras as well, from what I understand. This movie they do as well. But it just doesn't look the same. So the cinematography is just very different. And kind of... I would say the cinematography in this movie is not really good, generally, compared to the first one. Um, And the suspense... Yeah, the suspense is still there. But the thing is, these characters get shifted into the spotlight so much that it kind of... They get watered down compared to the first movie in terms of... We know too much about their character. We will lose a lot of the suspense that's the build around them in the first movie. And I really don't like the way that they took Del Toro's character, especially in the third act. I really didn't like the third act as much as I probably most people will, just because, yes, the very like last five minutes was pretty much garbage, and it just goes in the direction of just an action thriller, whereas the first one, just a suspense, almost plays along the lines of like, I haven't seen Hella Hard Water to its full extent, but it kind of reminds you of that movie, just the first 20 minutes that I saw and how subtle it is and how simple the story is told and the way it's shot. This movie, the action is not as compelling as the first one. So just the fact of us having a, a reference point of how good the first one was compared to this, it's that's why I'm kind of split between it. The first 40 minutes or so, I loved the movie. I thought the score was still great. I thought that the plot was kind of cool and it was compelling just that idea of like they didn't shy away from like real world um drama and i like the way um i really like um josh brolin's character overall still i still think that he does a really good job and i think that he is a very strong uh leading role for this series yeah and i like i said i think for me what i really like about the first one is that the mystery that surrounds and the suspense that builds around um Del Toro's character and how kind of like a no-name, sort of like a no-name, um, dark, mysterious person he is. In this movie, we know everything about him. We know he has weaknesses, and we know that where he's located, things like that. And we know just the way he thinks in this movie, and that he does have compassion in this movie versus in the mo- in the first one, he's kind of like a shell, uh, which I did enjoy a lot. So yeah. I would say that's why I'm a bit split with this movie. So it's kind of hard to really put it together in terms of how i truly feel about it at the moment yeah i think um so what i mentioned about how i like that their characters have to face the consequences of of who they have become and i think that's why we know so much about them because we have to like be with them on this journey where they have to uh come to the realization that their lack of empathy and heartlessness has led them to this point where they have to make a decision. I think that's why I enjoyed it. I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said. And I think obviously it doesn't look as good as the first one. And I would say it's as well like paced and, but man, I just had so much fun. Like every scene that involved tension, which there was a lot, I was just like, I'm into it. Guns being pointed at people. And like, I loved it. For me, I would think the most, tenth scene in this movie whereas the first one had several is the dirt road scene and you're just you're just wondering what the fuck's gonna happen you know something's gonna happen and when it does happen it's pretty pretty suspenseful and it's entertaining 
but then that's pretty much it. Um, bef- I like the uh, the bus scene like later. Yeah, but the thing is, the bus for some reason I I I don't know. I don't think the bus scene looks good, and the way that they describe his character in without giving away too much, the way they describe his character and the, the audience feels about him is he's this person who's always ten steps ahead of everything. He's made it this far in life because he is that way. In this movie, he's just watered down to just being a, I don't know, just somebody who's not as great as we I think learned. it's because, I, I just boil that down to this being a, a clusterfuck that not even Josh Brolin or Benicio Del Toro's character can just slime their way out of, like, I think I think it's just, like I said, they have to make decisions that they that yeah. don't equate to their normal personalities. But I get what you're saying. I kind of wish they retained that that original mystery and just overall know it all from the first movie. Hey man, it's like, it's like being in a relationship. You know, you don't know much about them the first year. I think for me, you, generally, just it's just the fact of them making a sequel and having just being forced to go in that direction, yeah. which is kind of why I'm split with this film. What do you have to say, Harvey? Um, <clears throat> I think I agree with you guys with a lot of stuff you said. Um. I, I I like this movie a lot. It's uh it's like a really good action thriller on its own. Like um if there were no Sicario one, this is a great, like an amazing yeah, action thriller. Like if this is standalone, um, it could be a sleeper. Yeah, it's like better than you know, like any other fucking action thriller you can name like in the past like couple of years, like most of them. But it it has to be compared to the first one and I think it's uh incredibly uh, just subpar when you put it in front of the first one. Um, going on what you said about Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt's character in the first movie, she is uh, she's like an innocent, uh, she's an innocent person, and she kind of mirrors the audience in that sense. She doesn't really know anything about the shady operations and the shady side of the government and the military and the things that happen. She's just a person that wants to do good. We don't really have a clear understanding of why she is built that way, but she wants to do good and she wants to change. Uh, she wants to change her, her country for the better. And she's put in this situation where she is ultimately left questioning whether or not she is a good guy and who is the good guy and what are they doing? And if they are doing something good for people. And I think um, that's one of the more compelling things about that plot in the first one. And I think in this one, we don't really have that, have a connection like that to hold on to. We don't have a connection like that with any of the characters. I think we still have Benicio del Toro's character, but he's very different from the first one. He's very mysterious and dark. And like Sean said, he's kind of a shell of a person and we want to find out why, but then we find out why. And then he comes in this one. So there's not much mystery left to his character, but we knew that though in the first one. Yeah, we get that in the first one, but also, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he his mission was complete in the first one, or so I thought, at the end of the movie. But in this one, we think, or we see him taking on another adventure, and I think there isn't enough mystery or enough, uh, there's nothing keeping me attached to his character. He takes on kind of a role, I think we can talk about the girl. The girl's in the trailer, right? I don't remember her at all. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't really... I honestly don't remember yeah. what the trailer said. The, the girl's in the trailer. She could be. Yeah, he's because he's talking on the phone with the, with uh, Josh Brolin's character in the trailer, and he's saying that to give up the girl, and he's like, I can't do that. So yeah, he takes on a role of um, kind of like it, like Shane 
and Shane. He he takes on the role of Shane and the girls sort of like Joey, much like a, a Logan situation. So we get this sort of overdone um, plot element that I didn't really care for all that too much. I think the more interesting part would have been focusing on the war that they're creating between these cartels and uh, exploring that instead of just hopping on the uh, in this direction. I, I guess that's all I can really say about that without spoiling it. But I think if they had focused more on on the actual cartels and um, getting entrenched with those bad guys, it could, have, it could have led to like some more compelling and thrilling thrilling scenes and uh, probably introduced could have introduced like some more um, like interesting antagonists. I think that would have been cooler. Um, I think the second half of uh, the third act is pretty fucking bad. Um, like this is, it was a great movie. Overall, it's a great movie, but the last like 10 to 15 minutes, I hate, I hate it so much. Um, it takes these unnecessary these unnecessary steps towards towards like making the shit come full circle that I didn't think was necessary and it just seemed like they were really overreaching. And um Yeah, I would have preferred a more like tragic ending. Yeah, I think I, I yeah, like I said I hated the last five minutes. I mean Yeah, I think it was uh, just like a setup. Yeah, I think if they had stuck with what I thought was happening, I think that would have been a, a fine ending. It would have been like uh it would have felt like not necessarily justice, but it, it would have felt natural and it would have felt realistic within this world they've created and within the world that we know to be so harsh but instead they just completely flip that over and then turn it into something that i wasn't really on board with um i'm not really sure what else to say josh brolin's character is pretty much the same um i enjoyed him in both films he um he's fantastic i like that I like we that guy yeah, I mentioned that we didn't really have Emily Blunt's character and like her development in the first one. I think that's what part of what I loved about the first one so much, aside from like all the thrilling and all the tense moments. But I think her character was great, and we got to go on that journey with her. We went on like a small journey with Josh Brolin's character. He said he gets to like see the like the repercussions of the shit he's done, and he gets to look literally face to face with it at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that, but I think it's kind of subdued. And it could have been, um, I don't know. I could have, I could have felt that a bit more. Yeah, I, think that I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think that would have made his character I'd, just stand out a bit more. To, yeah, I did want yeah. that. I, I wanted that turn, but yeah, I guess it could have been more emotionally powerful. Uh, there's just a lot of shit going on to be honest. Yeah, but overall, this, this is a this is a great movie. It's a great action thriller. It's better than fucking like 95 percent. Yeah, like well, like all the shit I've been like. When I think back on like similar things, like say it was a standalone movie, it would be compared to things like uh, with the Thirteen Hours, Benghazi, and yeah, shit like uh, that. what else did I watch? American White House, Assassin, White House Down, shit like that. Yeah, it's, this is miles above. Like that. Like when it comes to like government, you know, political action thrillers, um, this is top, yeah, top of the line. And uh, I think what I'm, I just, I feel so good about like how i was enjoying the movie in the theater that i'm just trying to totally cut it off from the first one yeah um i think the biggest problem with this movie is that the first one exists and so you they kind of i'm I'm trying my best to ignore it and i think it's working i think uh i'm on board i can see where the third one's gonna go because i don't know if that's a spoiler but it looks like they're they're setting up for a third one yeah i can see that Um, happening too i don't think i'm gonna it seems like it's going to be like even further removed 
Yeah, if they continue with the storyline or that they've established in that third act, then yeah, I don't think I want to see that shit. But yeah, I could see that being not good. But uh, if we can end it here, I'm on board with this one. I, I could watch this again, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good movie. Um, a lot of, a lot of thrills. I wouldn't say they're exactly on par with the, the sort of tense moments you feel you experience in the first one, but there's some really great moments in this. Um, yeah. Cool. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, I did notice you mentioned the cinematography. Yeah, the cinematography isn't. It, it's not the same. It's um. Yeah, the, it's passable though. I mean, yeah, it's, it's passable. Good. I mean, it's... the action sequences and like the establishing shots. They, I don't know. They, they seem to take away from. From the, I think the tense that like the. I don't know the intensity that the uh, the highway scene in in Juarez in the first one was shot so great and we rotate with we're we're following her eyes basically we're um, Kate's eyes in the first movie and this one kind of has a similar scene on the dirt road but it's not shot very well we we we're uh, following the little girl's uh, perspective in this movie but it just seems so clusterfuck yeah yeah I still enjoy that scene though I also think like that that shot of like the helicopter landing in front of the vehicles. That's pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of moments where I nodded my head and saying, yeah. And I was like, I was, I was digging it. I, I can't really remember. Kill but those Mexicans. Is that what you say? <laughs> no. But like just some, some of the, uh, the fact that it, it had balls like the first one when it came to like action and, and you know, moving the... Yeah. The story forward it didn't didn't hold many it is punches. a much darker tone than the first yeah. one i would say i like the darkness of it yeah I, I one, enjoy it. one thing i do like about like this i guess this franchise now is um i don't know it kind of highlights like the u.s's uh stance or uh, like political oh, fuck point yeah. of view on uh on uh, illegal immigrants and on <laughs> i saw on something that said uh this is trump's favorite movie of the year oh yeah <laughs> I mean, I I think this would be his least favorite. Yeah, because it's yeah. an expose. Almost. Yes. Um, but it also, like, it opens up the reality of what the hell's going on at the border. Yeah. I mean, it's basically tons of people escaping violence, and then we fucking arrest them. Yeah. That's basically it. Or deny them. Or both. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think any conservative would agree with the way it's portrayed, which is reality, so fuck them. <laughs> I mean, literally, the people coming here are not are not here to yeah, drain they, resources. They're here to they're shuffled in by the busload in this movie. Yeah. They show it too, which is interesting. Yeah, they show that they show some of the process too, which yeah. is actually interesting. It made me really, really want to watch the Nombre, so I'm gonna check mm-hmm. that one out. It made me think about a uh, that movie we wrote for like five minutes Coco. in high school about coyotes. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. I enjoy I enjoyed this. Yeah. I like anything to do with the the border relations and cartel. Also, I don't know if you guys have seen Cartel Land yet. No. The doc? No. Fantastic. Maybe maybe if I win I'll give it to one of you. Alright, cool. What's that? What's that? I don't spoiler? think we have anything else to mention that's non spoiler related. Um Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. You wanna drop a score, Shovel? I'm going four stars, man. Cool. Hi, Happy but four. I um, I I can't help relate the stars to how much fun I was having in the theater. It's not a fun movie, but that's my style of fun. Right. I like dark, thrilling, depressing shit. Harvey. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of torn. It's like between a three and a half and a four for me. Um, I think like those last ten min, ten minutes killed a lot for me of, of what it could have been. Um, I think I would have given yeah. it a four and a half if it wasn't for those. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably give it, I guess, a light four, a very light four. Ooh, cool. I'll give it a, I'll give it a heavy three and a half, just because that third act. Uh, I personally didn't like the direction they took it. Um, I would say mostly writing. I don't think anyone here problem. disagrees with you. I don't. I don't really like it either, but I'm willing to uh, forgive it for its faults. Yeah. Um, and then, like you mentioned, that last couple minutes, and then not the, good. Yeah, I was like, I was yeah, like, dude, come on! But like, it just it we'll doesn't send shit up like that. Yeah, it doesn't detract. It doesn't like ruin anything that happened before it. But it's just not a nice note to end on. Yeah, and then that j- the the medium shot of him turning his head, <laughs> and they just stay on yeah, it. Yeah, well, okay, we like, get it. We understand what happens after that happens. The thing about the great thing about the first one is that, is that it's such a like an atypical action thriller, and it doesn't pull punches or try to um, I don't know like uh, stick with that formulaic bullshit that all these movies does. But this one definitely does that at the, like the last five minutes. I it's think like setting shit up and plotting shit. I think if they wanted to fix that for me, I would have forgave it if there was no dialogue. It just I can't say what happens, but mm-hmm. if there was no dialogue, the there's just the interaction, yeah. and that's it. No dialogue. Like, cut it before they start saying anything. Yeah. I think some ambiguity there would have yeah, yeah. made that It would have left on a note where I felt like... Yeah, the, yeah, the ambiguity is like... It's good, man. It gives you a, there, a there's sensation. There's none of that, though, in this one. In I know. End. That's what I'm saying. If they had that, it would have gave me a better sensation when leaving the theater. Right. I think a lot of the... um. The uh, overhead high shots look pretty bad, especially when he's in the car driving towards the end, or like when we're following them. You just tell it's a drone following them. It just doesn't look the way it looked in the first one when they shoot versus a helicopter. Mm-hmm. It just looks better for some reason. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Three and a half for me. And that's Sweet. all we got. I kind of thought maybe one of us would hate it. I don't know. No, I don't hate it. I, I like. I think no, it was still thrilling and entertaining. I thought maybe someone would have. But... The first forty minutes for me was like a five. It's <laughs> so good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um the di- it's well written too. Like the dialogue and the performances, they're they're not th- corny There is at one all. thing. I'm going to say one thing really quick without um I mean, you can you can infer something that's going on towards the third act. But uh without giving any spoilers, the his reason to, f- to not follow a certain order doesn't really add up to what we the length of time we get with this person. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I don't buy it. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why they took his character that direction, especially that. And that was like closing on the third act. But yeah, I read a theory also, yeah, on it. I think, that. but I don't agree with the theory. Oh, there's a theory now. That's bullshit. I think so, sort of. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move along. Let's pick a movie for next week. Anyone know already? Uh, I believe it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's Ant Man. Oh yeah. Okay, Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah, the there's wasp. nothing. There's nothing else really. So I mean, it's not like we have an alternative. Okay. There's the first Purge because I've never even seen any of those fucking movies. Really? Have you? I've seen the first. I've seen one. all. Unfortunately, <laughs> not good. Um, the the first one, not crazy about it. Second one, it's a little bit better than the first. The last one was horseshit, and this one looks horseshit. Oh, so we got a we got a limited release that might be of interest. We could still go see it, but I think we should do Ant Man. It's uh, sorry to bother you. 
Oh yeah, I want to see yeah. that. That looks interesting. Then we got skyscraper the week after, but hey, we're fun. seeing that. Oh, it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. An IMAX 3D. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Sicario two. Not a, not a wasted sequel. No, it's not. Means. Definitely not. It's still, like Harvey mentioned. It's a better thriller than most that comes out. We don't get yeah. a lot of thrillers that in general in Hollywood anymore. No, we just get dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, we also didn't talk about the controversy of MoviePass this week. We all got that email last uh, Monday night, I think. Wait, 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 I didn't get it. Oh, it's the this, possible surcharge, the right? The surcharge they're going to be doing now. So, if, like, for example, if we want to go see, like, you know, like a Marvel movie and the demand is high, which it will be, we're going to have to pay an additional up to $6 in fees. This shit wasn't meant to last, but I guess you can't really complain considering right. we're still not... But, like, I was talking to Harvey, if it's... Equaling out to be more than what you know we would generally pay, um, why even have it? I don't think it will. I mean, when you can yeah. factor in ten dollars a month plus a six dollar surcharge once or twice a month, I right? Mean, it's still going to be cheaper. No, it's, than yeah, it's not going to be four, unless we only see New blockbusters City. every Friday. But like the cool thing about MoviePass is the freedom to just like. But what if they raise the surcharge, the maximum on the surcharge though, to like ten dollars? I mean, yeah, that wouldn't be worth it. I don't think. Like six dollars is still pretty high. Yeah. Then what I'll do? Like, because a matinee movie time or showings like nine dollars sometimes. If that's the case, I'm gonna be a dick and I'm gonna go to theaters that don't have reserved seating and sneak in because I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll literally buy a ticket for but a they movie also that have, has no demand. They're also rolling out. In. Bring a friend that doesn't have a movie pass. Jesse. <laughs> he has movie pass. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he doesn't have it anymore. Uh, um, Why well, you didn't use it? Jesse canceled his movie pass. Well, how does that it, work, though? What's the statistic on that? Like, it's how are they making money bringing a free person versus charging extra for a movie that's in high demand? I don't know. I don't think they movie pass is an, uh, it's a mess, and their their rules are getting they're giving more... away a free movie versus you paying just six dollars. There's so many fucking rules now, like. I don't know if I told you guys this, but... And the whole AMC doing their own thing now. Yeah. I've been closing the app so that I don't have to take a picture of the stub, even though I'm not doing anything wrong. I bought oh, the right they ticket. got me on that now. They got me on it, too. They they asked for... I closed the app and then opened it again a few days later, and they asked for my stub for Jurassic World. Got him. I was just like, uh, you guys didn't ask me for it. They did. <laughs> hope they're not listening. You guys didn't ask me for it when I uh, when I went to see it, so I didn't keep it. Now you're asking me for it. I think this is wrong. Um, <laughs> such an ass. So what happens, though, if you don't have it? I think they won't you let do you it, see the movie? If you do it too many times, I'm sure they'll, they'll, oh, okay. they'll bust you or, or fuck up your account status or something. But to be honest with you, I'm trying everything I can to, to find ways around the rules, even when I don't have to. Just All to right. exercise my freedom as a consumer. So, Harvey, we still, got, we still owe each other one movie each. Yeah, I know. So maybe I'll... Uh, I'll Get caught up by next week. Wait, you guys still owe each other movies? I have to see White Material. He Jesus has the Christ. double, I believe, yeah. You guys are fucking... I've, I paid my dues. I'm always in debt. <laughs> Whatever they I like. see that. Money, movies. Yeah. All right, well, so we're going to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp next week. and uh, may or may not have to pay a surcharge. We'll see. I don't think it'll be next week. We'll see. Um, I'll sneak in. Fuck them. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about our favorite movies of the year so far. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a, this is like, you know, out of character. We normally don't do this, but um, we're going to, we're obviously around Oscar season. We're going to do our, our recap. You guys just want to cap it at five? No, I say three. Oh, three? 
Yeah, we don't need to do five. I mean, it's, it's only been six months. I, I'm going to do five. Fuck it. You oh, could do three. Fine. Um, I'll just do, I'll talk about three movies that I absolutely adored. So if you're, you know, you're, you're listening, we, we always do a, a final top 10. That's a fun episode. We all go through and alternate and find out like who's you know, number one is what. A lot of times we do line up, but you know, that was just last year. Maybe this year we'll, we'll have like a totally different top five, you know? I'm very curious to find that out, but, uh. And a lot of bad movies come out in the first six months of the year, so you don't have a lot to pick from. And it's always good to like talk about them because there's a chance that these movies could get bumped off your top ten list at the end of the year if assuming tons of good shit comes out, you know? So it's good to talk about them now. I don't think they are going to, but they could, you know? Yeah. Who wants to go first? What uh, what are you thinking? What's been great this year halfway through? Uh, I'll go first. Starting from like... Three to one, I guess. Uh, it's difficult because I'm honestly not sure. Like some of these may model the line between 2017 and 2018. So um, forgive me if they do. Um, I think uh, first Annihilation. Annihilation is a uh, one of my favorites of the year so far. It's mm-hmm. a great science fiction movie, and it doesn't uh, feel the need to water itself down for a mainstream audience. I think that was great. Thoroughbreds is also great. Um, really enjoyed that quite a bit. Huh. Um, are you are you just listening like all three right now? Should I not? Uh, Doesn't matter. Oh. Is this your like top three? Uh, I was gonna do five. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, fuck. You were never really here. That's also uh, in there. Um, fuck. First Reformed. The last one is difficult. Hereditary. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the writer. Yeah, I was about to say the writer actually. The well, writer, writer is like number six right now. Okay, those are some good picks. Good picks. I want to see uh, first performed. I feel Me like too. I, tr- I try to go every night and uh, Dude, I talk I've myself tr- out I've of tried it. too. Man. You should. You I should. went to Nighthawk to buy tickets early because every time I check, they sell out. Right. And they, I went at two. They don't open until four, so I couldn't buy the tickets, so I gave up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna sit um, there for two hours. Okay, so my number one is "You Were Never Really Here," released um, April sixth in the U.S. two thousand eighteen. So it counts. Uh, second, Hereditary, just a perfect, perfect movie for me. Um, uh, Annihilation, so thought-provoking. <laughs> Number four, Avengers Infinity War. I think that movie's pretty fun. Wow. Especially for a blockbuster. And number five, an, uh, Unsane. I had wow. a lot of fun with Number that movie. five is, it's crazy. Um, all right, I guess I'll do five too then. I mean, it seems as, uh, we're lining up quite a bit here though. But just like my top five so far, um, I feel like Sicario 2 could make it on here. I don't know yet. I'll update it if need be, but not including Sicario 2. Uh, We got Avengers Infinity War. That is groundbreaking. Six months into the year, a comic book movie is on my top five list. I've been known to criticize and, you know, lash out at mouth breathers. But just a well done, like, just, you know, they really took their time and knew what they were doing. Here's one that we haven't mentioned yet. It was Isle of Dogs. I really, really enjoyed this. No, Sean did not enjoy it that I was much. about to. That was no, probably like number did seven. Did not enjoy it. That was fun. That's I enjoyed it. It was beautiful looking and uh, it stuck so with me. disappointing. You don't like animals, right? It has nothing to do with animals. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I liked Isle of Dogs. It was, it was quirky. It was, it was silly and fun and enjoyable and beautiful to look at. Annihilation was uh, one of those movies where... I did not realize that how much I liked it until it 
the last act and it really gets tied together so brilliantly and after reading more like theories about what the movie means and and it just gets better and better and i like rewatched like most of it uh, when my girlfriend watched it so it's it's quite a quite a feature there it's a hereditary horror movie not common for me either but this was one of the most chilling horror movies i've seen and uh a lot of great decisions, really, really good character interactions, like actual emotional stakes. And you have the dad, his character, I enjoy it a lot because of his resilience to the whole thing. He did not just like come around, like he was resilient to the very, very end. Uh, not very oftenly done in horror movies. And yeah, number one, you guessed it, is You Were Never Really Here. That movie nice. is Perfect. fucking. Such a beautiful I still, movie. I still think about it today. It's, I, I uh, listen to the soundtrack like every yeah. day. It's it's incredible. I this could be this year's good time for me. I don't know. I wouldn't say I like it more than good time, but it's uh it's soaring above the rest. I think I I think uh, I know what this year's good time will be. What do you what, uh, do? You? White boy Rick. White boy Rick. You think so? <laughs> Did you guys see the trailer for Serenity? It looks I so good. So. I'm I not didn't. sure. It's, what the, is that? it's the new uh, thriller with uh, with him, McConaughey. He, oh uh, yes, with the um, boat. Yeah, I think I did see that. It sounds familiar. It's so it looks so fucking good. White White Boy Rick looks good. I want to sure. see that. that I've, it looks like a style of filmmaking I've never seen before. Yeah, at first I was like, "Is this about Matthew McConaughey's character?" And then in the trailer, they reveal that it's about his son. All right, so I'm gonna do something a little bit um, more. Different year. I'm gonna give my worst movie of the year so far. All right, I'll do just it number one, just one movie really. Um, worst 2018 release so far. Yeah. I mean, I think we all had the same one. Yeah, <laughs> Winchester. Yeah, yeah, Winchester. Winchester. Dude, honestly, though, I have a runner-up though. Of course, Action Point. Action Point. Yeah, those two are interchangeably yeah. my my two most hated movies of the year. What's the What's the number one movie you're looking forward to for that fall se- fall end of year season? I don't know, man. I don't really have anything picked out. I haven't organized my thoughts. I would say I'm excited for Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. That's not fall. That's next month. Yeah. But uh, what else is coming out in the fall? What, what do we got? Let's look ahead a little bit. We got Creed Two. Yeah, I think Is a it, lot of people are excited for Creed 2. Not, not really that excited for the Queen movie. Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, it, I didn't like the trailer at all. It looks, tra- uh, yeah, I don't like trailer. It's just like a stereotypical biopic. Yeah. There's probably some like hidden gems that are going to come out that I'm going to love. Yeah, but uh, I really want to see Serenity. Check out the trailer if you haven't seen it yet. I think I have. I'll have to re- recheck that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was another one supposed to be coming out with him. A fucking, I think it was a Harmony Corinne. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that at? We'll probably get September release or something. Yeah, or word, word, word. TIFF release. Um, is that any, mm-hmm. is that all we got? There's also this movie coming out with uh, Donald Gleason called uh, Little Stranger. Looks really oh, good. I don't I haven't seen yeah, anything that on that. comes out in fall. You should check it out. Um, all right, I guess I that's it, I believe there's right? a Timothy Chalamet movie or something called Hot Summer Nights or whatever. That's I don't know about that either. It sounds like a movie he'd be in. No, it looks it looks good. It sounds like porno. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like that. But I think it's like about him like getting uh, into drug dealing. Nice. Yeah, it's weird. It's nice. cool. Um, let's play the game. Yeah, let's play the game. We got you guys want to just go around and do it the old-fashioned way since I Steve's so. not here? I guess we have to because yeah. assholes be keep being absent Does on the podcast. Does anybody know for sure that they're not going to be here next week? I'm here every week. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. here. I'm the foundation. 
Okay. I don't. I might like. There, there might be one day we have to record a load. <laughs> like one person. Yeah. Oh my God, no, like, just well, Harvey. I thought. Of, I've thought about that. Like, what would happen? If, would you do it? It'd be like nah. Bill Burr's podcast, I think if there, but movies. I think if there was two people, it'd be funny. If we, you gotta be, you gotta be really funny to do it on your own. Yeah. yeah. Um, or really lame to where it's just really cool. What? I don't see that being a scenario. All right. So this is the game where we're going to go around the table, roll a 12-sided die. Lo- roller of the highest number gets to assign a movie to the roll of the lowest number. Follow along now. All right. Follow along. I'm going to roll. I'm not ready for Sean. this. A nine? Get a Sean nine. got a nine. Not looking too bad. Uh, Shomo, I think you should go first. Damn. Or second. I'm sorry. I actually want Shoma to lose. I got a movie yeah. already picked for him. He's probably going to lose. We got a five. Yes. Okay. What are you saying yes for? Har- I want to Har- win. You know Harvey's luck. Yeah, I got like a sizable chance of losing. A nine. Ooh. A roll off. Oh, damn, that's Fuck. that's shitty. That means you might not be able to sign me. There was a roll off last week, too. Yeah. Damn, why'd you get a nine? Sure, that was a six? <laughs> <laughs> I saw it was a nine. Drama. Four. Fuck. That's okay. not looking good. God That's not damn it. Good at all. All right. Let's see. What's I, I'm gonna give you. I don't a think Harvey's assigned me a movie in a while. Harvey. I got an eight. Fuck. I won. <laughs> all right. Looks all right, like Harvey. Harvey. I want to give you a suggestion, just to, in the tradition of what he watched last week. I'm just gonna say it on the podcast, so you guys. I wanna. I, I was going to give him, Solaris, the remake. Oh, the. Soderbergh movie? Yeah. Just because he watched Sunshine last week. Um, and it's fucking incredible. Harvey doesn't look inspired by I that. Mean, okay. Solaris is great. I got some shit, though, that I want to get off my chest. Just do whatever you want, man. I got a, I got a couple days. It's your pick, man. You earned it. Let me it. think about it. You earned it. <laughs> do you need time? Or? Yeah. Okay. Let's pause right here. I We're pausing right here, guys. I'm leaving this in. All right. Uh, Harvey gave uh, Thomas a pick. Off air, and now we're gonna say it on air. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, show me. I'm gonna give you Menace to Society. Uh, it's released in like uh, 1993 by the uh, Hughes brothers. I think I know why I never watched it. Why is that? Because the way that they write the title makes it look like a sequel. Yeah, and I was it, like, yeah, well, I don't, I never saw the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it does look like a, a sequel. Just, so it's it's Men- Menace. Menace two with Roman numerals. Yeah. They can't do that if it's not a sequel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, aside from that weird, weirdly dumb title, um, <laughs> it's a great movie, and I think you will enjoy it. And I think it's very different from the shit that we yeah we normally don't talk about. don't assign like older '90s movies. Yeah, especially a, like a black gangster movie. Yeah, could be good for me. I'm a white guy. I could use some uh, some. Uh, what, what Have you ever seen that? House Perspective? Party? <laughs> No, house never party. seen dude, should get house party. <laughs> I've got something similar to house party. On What's my the list. other one again? Which one? With it, with them. House party, uh, class act. Class act, yeah. Class act yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <sighs> menace to society. Have fun All with right, that. Let's, let's do it. <sighs> All right, cool. Expect a review of that. An Ant Man and the Wasp, and uh, should be a full crew next week, hopefully. Should Unless be. Unless one of us dies. Or just. I don't know. There's been less severe reasons. Oh, I could see one of us being dumb and not getting a ticket for the movie, like Sean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Ant Man will be incredibly difficult to see, but who knows? I don't never put it past these nerds. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. When you combine mouth breathers with nerds, it's just it's unfathomable. 
It's you can't even. Oh, Jesus Christ! Man. I'm excited to see Michael Pena. I wish he would get like more like leading roles. Yeah. I I think I'm excited for him too, but I think they're gonna ruin him. I think they're like, hey, people seem to like him. Let's give him some more jokes, and they're gonna ruin it. Probably, maybe. We'll but uh, he, yeah, he was great in uh, Observer Report. He's great in everything. <laughs> yeah. that, dude. Uh, it's a funny movie. Yeah, so uh, stick around for that. That's uh, right. That'll do for us. Uh, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. That'll be great. Uh, go ahead and uh, repost our shit. We don't care. That'll be good. cool too. We don't care. <laughs> we we won't come after you. Yeah. <laughs> we won't come follow after us. You with copyright. Just follow. See what we're doing every week. Yeah, shoot us an email on our website or, you know. Yeah, do the right o- film on everything. Yeah, do the right film. Suggestions com. as well. So. Yeah, suggestions. If you, uh, I would, you know, I, I say this a lot and nobody's done it yet, but, you know, I want you to give us a, a case for why we're wrong on a movie or something. I'd like to hear counter arguments. Like you want, like, somebody to fight us or something? No, like, something like we all unanimously don't, do not like. I want to hear. Like hear from somebody. Yeah, you want somebody to fight us. I'm, I'm up for that too. I'd like to. Well, I mean, physically fight. I don't, well, no, I don't I, want the hands. I, mean, I think Ian has all, he's reached out to me or you and discreet on one of our reviews. Um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But um, yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd love to hear it. I'm I'd still gonna to think you're wrong, but I'd like to hear. It. I'm just I, kidding. I'd like to hear arguments. If you if you think Winchester is a good movie, tell us why. Yeah, fight me, bro. All right. That'll do it for us. Toodaloo. Steve, what do we need?